questions in my life. And Tony Robbins says, you know, the quality of your questions determine the quality of your life. And so you have to ask bigger, richer, more expensive, more expansive questions of yourself, of the people around you so that you can know what your next best move should be. And so the question that Christina asked Ruby is, who were you uninterrupted? And when I heard that question, I was just like, whoa, like I never heard that question before in my entire life. I've worked for some of the biggest companies in the world, Nintendo, Sony, the NBA, like I never heard that question before. But moreover, I literally could not answer that question when I heard it. So I just wrote it down. And I literally looked at that question for a full week. I'm like, who am I uninterrupted? If nothing stood in the way of me achieving my success, what would my life actually look like? If at every intersection of your life, the light isn't red, it's not yellow, it's only green, what would you build? And I think to answer that question, you also have to think through and reflect on, well, what interrupted you to begin with? And how do we carry that into pitch meetings and board meetings and conversations and team meetings, that interruption? I think that's a lot of where imposter syndrome, there's something or someone that said something to you that makes you doubt yourself every time you are ready to be audacious and step into new levels with your name on it. It's like, for me, that question has been such a powerful question. All right, y'all know what time it is. We about to start like this. Let's go. We're gonna switch it up a little bit. I've been lost in your eyes all afternoon. The more I drift, the closer I get to you. She's a ghost, and the truth is impossible. But I love her. Music real quick. Trust me, trust me, let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Cole went crazy. Cole went stupid. Lately, it's cash getting. Got me losing count of bags. I'm losing too fast. 
Hard times don't last. Remember when cops are rats talking out my ass? Boy, you ain't shit but a bitch with a bad. Chorus go stupid. They be trying to keep me down. Dirk, yo, you got one. You got one. Thanks to J. Cole. Never thought I'd make it out. Thanks to J. J. Cole got him. No, no. (laughs) No. Whoa. They be trying to keep me down. I decided I had to finish. But the media called me a menace. I just said with the mayor and politicians. I'm trying to change the image. You can't blame my past no more. I come from the trenches. Some said I'd never be a superstar, but I know I'm different. I'm a voice, but the system ain't give me a choice. Know some people that's still undeployed. Whoa. A felon who trying to get forward. support, you only support. For a visit, I'm going through court. Now, Dirk went crazy too, though. He went a little crazy. And you know that I'm famous as fuck. See how you gon' joke about stimulus, but they really had came in the clutch. I know some kids wanna hurt. You know who we waiting for though. Stop trying to take drugs. I refer to myself, trying to better myself, trying to better my health. But mm. whoa, all my life, <laughs> trying to keep me down. It's better be banging on the radio all, all fucking summer, dog. We gotta let Never this verse I'd come in. No, no. No. All my life. They be trying to keep me down. First generation ghetto nigga. Cold world, hello niggas. Made it out of the city with my head on straight. Yo, enjoy the pill, gotta get out. Cause the shit that I spit out is a cheat code like I'm facing a Rico. I had a nigga put a hit out. Mm. And another one, and, and another one. I got like a hundred of them by the lap niggas, so they think they're ahead of me. But I'm really in front of them. Some of them, some of them, they like, like, fucking up the little crumbs that they had. A reminder to humble yourself. This shit could be gone in an instant. Me, I'm running long distance, all pistons, firing. I've been stuck between maybe retiring and feeling like I'm just not hitting my prime. These days, seeing rappers be dying way before they even getting they shine. I never even heard a little buddy till somebody murder a little buddy. Now I'm on the phone oh searching little buddy's God. name Gotta play in his tunes All day in my room Thinking damn This shit wicked to get their names buzzing Some niggas just gotta go lay in a tomb And media thirsty for clicks I got a new rule If you ain't ever posted a rapper when he was alive You can't post about him after he get hit Yes, um, father What was that verse About temptation That you gave earlier at the service it's the principle on any tempo. I'm invincible. Don't even rap. I just vent to you. I'd rather that than an interview. Most days, fuck them all like I'm going through a whole phase. Young niggas shoot out the whip like road rage. I pray all of my dogs they so paid. And the only thing to kill them is OA. Happy Mother's Day! Shout out to all the mothers. You gotta shout that out with this song on. Oh, yeah, this song go crazy. I like lipstick on my neck. You let me know I'm your number one select. Yo, I'm already like thinking about the video. The vi- that video, <laughs> stupid. Waist, I just so wish I was at the video shoot. I wish I was there too. That shit looks so much fun. Your lips on mine. I just wanna feel. This gives you summer vibes. A little time we don't have a long time. Summer vibes though. Yo, this summer feel like it's gonna be stupid. I don't know why, but it feel like niggas gonna be wilding all summer. Pray, no pray. Nobody get the wrong girl pregnant this summer. That's all. Praying for all my niggas wilding. Keep the condom on, dog. Please, you're not built for child support. You're not built for that. Nope. But she is. She, she's waiting. Ooh, give me that. 
Shorty said, let me take a little bit of Beyonce. A little bit of Beyonce. A little bit of Rihanna. And a dash of Chris Michelle. I really got a thing for my lipstick. Lover, 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 lover. I'll do anything for my lipstick. We're about to start right now. Right after this. Right after this. Okay, Janelle. You got one. I like lipstick on my neck. Hold up. Right after this right here. Let's get into it. Hey, possibly I spit every word out the glossary. You're not stopping me. You know I got that cock in me. Whoa. Okay, wait. Whoa. Whoa. What you mean? What you mean by that? Yo, what do you mean it's in you? No, I'm saying like a cock fight. No, like, like, a, chick, like a chicken. Check it. Yo, thick chicks. Uh-huh. Big dicks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Um, Come on, hey. Okay, can I? What the fuck is going on in this yeah. motherfucker? Yeah. Yo, Bronx. Yeah. Hey, Casamigos. With me, amigos. They turn me into a free coat. Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, give me, give me one second. Yo, T Pain. What's going on? T Pain. Oh my God. You in pain, dog? No, no, What's no, no, no. Don't even, don't even start. Don't even. Don't start. even start. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I know where that's going. <laughs> what happened to the original like plot of the movie? <laughs> yo, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Huh. Cock and balls is all the same. Hey, okay, 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 okay. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yo. T-Pain, is this something that we need to know? <laughs> Yo, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. Kid XAB. Man, this thing with the guy was good, y'all. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, all the godmothers, all the mother figures, and all the mothers no longer here with us. Hey, man, that nigga spit that man. like a verse or some man, shit. shit like, wrong, God damn. Yo, interception out now. <laughs> How you feeling? Feeling good, bro, and good vibes. You know what I mean. Still, sell, still celebrating the birthday. People still want to celebrate the birthday, you as know. you should. Happy thirty three to me. Shout out to Jesus my here. mom for you know not swallowing me. You feel me? I'm here. All right, son. It's Mother's Day. This <laughs> nigga. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they got. They got. He wasn't swallowed either. He he wasn't even putting a dick. He was just oh, in the okay. stomach. Yeah, but uh, I, I cried laughing. When I was yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, we need to stay away from these niggas. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what I mean, uh, it's just been a good. It's for me. I've been having a very great May. I've been okay. having a good May. And talk, talk to me about that. What you mean? I've been having a good May in terms of this year. Uh, so next week, I'm getting evaluated for my job. And I already told myself, you know, with the skill set, with the talents I have, with the talents that I've been brushing up on, if they don't give me what I need by next week, literally, then I'll start to look for another job. And I'm at peace with that. Like, mm-hmm. Literally, like, I, I'm at peace with that. If you had a place, in my opinion, for at least a year and a half, two years, and nothing's happened, it's time to go. This year, I make two years. Nothing has happened. It's time to go. It might be time to go. We're going to see what happens. Um, it's been good because I feel like this is one, is one of the first jobs in a long time where... When things are happening, you know, my job got me a cake. They sang happy birthday. It was a big thing. I haven't really mm. felt valued and appreciated at a job in a long time. I feel like for anything that I'm in, involved with, whether it's community work, activism, volunteerism, something with a church, with a community-based organization, and at work, I feel like I give it 110%. Right. And I feel like sometimes I don't, you know, feel appreciated. So I, I did feel that from my job. Um, they did give me a gift card, you know, some nice little money to go along with that cake. And they definitely did, you know, um, shower and love on me. So that was love. I respect it. Um, to my amazing, beautiful partner, you know what I mean? Shout out to Rosa. Been holding it down. Uh, surprised me with an amazing 
um, amazing birthday. Mm -hmm. um, took me to the 50th anniversary uh, tribute to hip hop at a um, museum somewhere off of Park Avenue. And uh, it was dope to go through the 70s to the 80s all the way to the 90s to just see all, all this culture, all, you know, all of this, all of this culture that we've, you know, all of us have been, you know, just immersed in. And I'm just so happy to have been there. So shout out to you, Rosa. Daddy love you. Um, and it's a lot, it's a lot yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Right yeah, yeah, toro, toro. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I'm just in a good space. I feel like this year, you know, I've been talking to myself about this, but you know, now that I am 33, you know, I was waiting for this particular moment. It's time to just, you know, switch up a lot of different things. You know what I mean, and 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 get more in tune with myself. You know what I mean, and. You say you wanted to go into depth on the Patreon episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we yeah. going to say that for the Patreon. But yeah, just really and truly, guys, you know, for the distinguished that you guys love, distinguished for the distinguished that you guys have appreciated all these years on the podcast, off the podcast, I'm praying that this distinguished is the most proud distinguished that you will ever receive. Big facts. Mm, I like that. I like that. Um. And yeah, what about you, brother? How has May, shit, how has, you know, these last five months into this new year been for you, you know, collectively speaking? I feel like uh, this year has been an a internal journey. Mm, damn. Um, Felt that. Damn. Felt like this time last year, uh, almost close to, I was in the hospital. Um, so, and dealing with, uh, like, particular issues that had me feeling like, you know, I should I go to the hospital? Should I not? And then eventually I ended up having to go to the hospital. So to be almost a year removed from that and feeling healthy, feeling good, um, not having much to worry about on that end, but also being vigilant of my body as certain things are happening. Um, that's a good place to be. And from that, I just feel like you kind of alluded to it. And I think I'm going to go more in depth during the Patreon episode. We're going to record and release i'm gonna talk about that in a second um knowing your worth bro just kind of know your worth nigga yeah and 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 that that has to translate to to every facet of life it can't just be like your partner <sighs> appreciates you but your friends kind of take you for granted or mm -hmm. your job appreciates you but your family you know looks at you a certain type of way you have to kind of build a particular understand you have to make the people around you or build um your circle rather in a way that represents how you look at yourself mm. because that only supports your idea of worthiness um and i think sometimes we take away from that and we stay in a job that maybe we feel like doesn't appreciate us for whatever the reason <clears throat> whether we're afraid to move on whether we don't think we could get better a lot of times the underlying feeling is we don't think we could do better. Oh, man. Right and that's there. why we stay at jobs or that's mm -hmm. why we stay in relationships or we take certain things from friends that we shouldn't. Um, like I said, I'll go a little bit more in depth um, during the Patreon episode. But I'm in a space where I think I'm finding my worthiness again to the to the or at least it is matching up to how I see myself. I'm not dealing with partners that are taking me for granted um, I'm not really taking things from people that I feel like a short change in myself. I'm going for what I want to go for instead of saying like coming up with excuses or reasons to not go for the things that I think I deserve and I want. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, but yeah, let's get into some of these topics. 
the curious case of Jamie Foxx. There's a lot that's been going on. We have not been covering this because honestly, it just didn't feel like we had the right information. Um, everything was coming from blog posts. Everything was coming from a blog post until Kev on stage blew up the blog post. And I was like, damn. Shout out to Kev on stage. He exposed Rap TV for putting out false information. Oh, well, he exposed who really runs. runs and I, up, yeah. I always ask the question, who be running he exposed them, dog. Instagram accounts. And shout out to him for doing the research, too. Everybody, yeah. everybody wouldn't do that. He did that. Yeah. So, I mean, Rap TV is run by a bunch of white people. Right. I don't know. They say that the shade room is run by a Nigerian woman. Um I've never met. I don't know who runs that. We do see the the we do see the correspondence every once in a while right. now. They're, they're all to, black. Yeah, they're all black. You know what I mean? Even the guy who does the um uh shade room reports. You know what I mean? He's black. And he he works for Fox, I think, too, if I'm not mistaken. I'm a, I'm gonna go with is run by a black woman, but sometimes the way they be exploiting black culture and the things that they decide, and I get it, it's supposed to be that type of right of blog. Yeah, it's called the shade room. Right. <laughs> right. So like you're not really going there for sun pretty uh, and shits and daisies. Right. Yeah. You go in there because you might want to laugh at somebody. For some real tea or some fake tea, but we're gonna laugh anyway, because it's tea. But some of it is, you know, I say it get posted on one blog and it circulates to all of them and it's a little too systematic for me. And so I feel like there is an effort, a consorted effort to do that, which means that somebody else might be pulling the strings. Um, But nonetheless, with this Jamie Foxx situation, just every five minutes at first it was he was in the hospital. He's not doing good. Then there was like a report that came out for a week saying he was doing better. Um. Then it was like he's on life support, life support, ICU. Like, the then Torre came out and said something saying he spoke to multiple sources and said Jamie Foxx isn't doing well. And then his daughter, right, who had to break the ice, came out and said that he's been home and doing well. Nigga I still don't picket fence. I yeah. don't know. I don't pickleball. Know. I pickleball, still don't. Right. I still don't know until we hear from Jamie. If yeah. we, if we hear from Jamie, if we hear from Jamie. Because it's just way too much. And I'm not saying that his daughter is lying, but there might be an effort from the family to... Corinne, to, if you lying, you're going to hell. Nah, I don't I'm, think she's lying. But know, right? I think the okay. family might still be trying to respect privacy. Right. And so let's say this so that they stop digging and looking and trying to find out what's going on with Jamie. Um, but all of this just came out of, out of nowhere. Um, but I think it does expose, like, blog culture. Like, oh, like, yeah. How do we feel about this... this Blog culture and kind of hide it behind the fact that you're not a real news source, so you don't have to be accurate 24-7. You don't have nothing to worry about if you're not accurate. Like, this, how do we feel about that? What this spoke, how this spoke to me, to be honest, is deep down inside, if I'm being honest, I didn't like the way it played on my emotions. So moving forward, I don't know if I'm going to be super susceptible uh, to reading a blog post and then internalizing it. Jamie Foxx, I was internalizing that shit because when you first sent it and put it in our group chat, my heart sank. I was like, no, not Jamie, son. Like, you know what I mean? I felt like I lost B vitamins and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like my nervous system was affected. Mm. And then the next day or the next few days, I should say, they was like, oh, you know, looks like he's getting better. I was like, okay. And 
Then it was something else. I was like, no, you know, Torrey spoke to him. He, you know, he's really not doing that. I'm like, oh, nah, I don't know, bro. So Jamie's shit right there got me feeling like I don't know if I could start to even believe if they say a nigga that I'm gonna have to wait three, four, five days if they say somebody else died from the community. I never trust. I never I trust know. the blogs. I, I it's would, unfortunate. If something pops up on the blogs and it's something like death or anything of that nature, I then try to look it up on uh, official news source. I mean, when it comes to like the silly shit where they actually have a clip of somebody saying something or they have the tweet or something like that, then naturally that's a little bit more trustworthy. But when they're reporting on something and then the pictures they decide to use, there was one blog that was using a picture from a movie that he was in to make him look like he was in a hospital bed sick. Bro. I thought that was disgusting. These niggas be play, Bro, they placate on our emotions. I just said it. Literally. all they do. Getting us riled up. And then I literally feel like these blog sites that post these captions... They're waiting for the comment section to fight. They're waiting they want that. for niggas to get. Because it's one, it's engagement. And then two, depending on who says what, other people is going to go back to that and be like, yo, such and such says such and such. And then this shit might get highlighted, bring more right. people to the pit. I'm like, yo, y'all niggas are savages. Bro. You might get one of the celebrities that we talking about to come on and, and make a comment. Wild, right. Which then solidifies us to make us look more right. Like oh, so they're watching. Uh, they're watching our page. Right. Look. Look. You know. What I mean. We actually a big deal. I think it's nasty work, it's nasty man. Nasty work, dog. Yeah. I, I. I think there's one thing to have an opinion about a celebrity doing something. <clears throat> right. Like I definitely have opinions about John Morant getting suspended yo, again. Yo. For showing a gun again. <laughs> like I have fucking opinions about that. We're gonna talk about it a little bit. He, but he don't, he don't. <laughs> that's totally different Niggas than curating care. a post. Like I said, we lost. We don't care. <laughs> we got kicked. We don't care. We got kicked that's that's totally different than curating a post to specifically make somebody fight. Saying something that wasn't even said in the video just to make me click on the video to hear it for myself to then go to the comment section to see how many niggas didn't even click on the video and just read the salacious headline. Like it's na- it's a social experiment. That's what they're doing. It's nasty, nasty work. And it it also is a testament to the fact that we're in this culture. We've been in here for a long time, but it's longer than these niggas that's got these blog sites, to be honest. Pro- probably. We, we've been in the culture of trying to be first and not trying to be right. Yeah. And, and that's disgusting. Yeah. Let me let me be the first to say what I think is going to make everybody go crazy as opposed to let me go and check and make sure this is credible and this is actually happening before we go and put this to the public of, I think the last time I checked, they had 26 to 30 million people following this blog post. That this, this, this proves, you know, shout out to China's father who told us years ago, you know, you guys have footage of my daughter. Be careful because you guys are the journalists. You guys will help tell the story. Please tell the right story. Yeah. So. And and he, and he was right. He was right because look six, six, seven years into the future. He told us that like in 2018. Yeah. And I think, I think we, we say our, we have our jokes. We have yeah, our opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we're fair when we cover anything that has, you know, we don't have intimate knowledge of. We look up as much information as we can. Right. As much information is out there. Yeah. That's available at the moment. And then we form an opinion. We right. don't tell y'all what's fact and what's fiction. We tell that's up to y'all to figure yeah, that shit out. We tell y'all our opinion 
on the information as it's presented to us. And then that's it. We move on to the next topic. But um, <laughs> this is nasty work. The takeaway here is please, 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 for the love of God, I hope our listeners, I feel like our listeners are above this shit. But if you are going to these blog posts for information, please make sure y'all doing it and also looking up other information to back it up, looking up other knowledge. They, they teach you in school, right, to get multiple references. You don't just go to one place uh, for one thing. Uh, if you go into the blogs for shits and giggles, cool. But if you go in there to, like, really inform yourself, right? people have agendas and people have angles, even the blogs, if you if you aren't hip and aware to that. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Ja, ja Morant before we get into Ice Spice. <sighs> ja Morant uh, was seen with his homeboy. And they was listening to rap music. His homeboy fucked up, by the way. That's what happened. Uh, And long story short, um, John Morant was seen yet yet again brandishing a gun. Now, I did read in some of the comment sections that they said the gun is legal. I was like, it don't it don't matter. None of that. It doesn't fucking matter, guys. Are you are you deaf, dumb, and blind? And and that don't even make sense because the last time he was caught with a gun, he said it wasn't his gun. Right, it was his right. With gun. which with him saying that on camera was just also crazy. That was my gun. I don't even know, dog. John Morant, it's clear as day you don't give a fuck about your future in the NBA, and you really don't give a fuck about the people that has been riding with you, rooting for you up until this point. So I think, honestly speaking, bro, suspension ain't cutting it. Cut him from the team. Cut him from the team, then he'll really learn a valuable lesson. Yeah, the the C- thing the, the thing that bothers me the most about this, fuck all this shit about well it's a legal gun. He's a grown man, and he then he just get a deal to. with Jordan or Nike. I don't. He had a deal. He Ben had a deal. Oh, okay. I don't really. It's not about him being a grown man. It's not about if he legally is able to do it. It's about the fact that the NBA has a particular standard of how it wants its athletes to present themselves. Brandishing a gun like a thug in a car. <laughs> Is not the same as a nigga who's on a hunting trip, right? Or or somebody who's teaching kids about or teaching a class on self defense. You're playing rap lyrics about hunting niggas down and killing them, and man's is pulling out a gun like he is supporting that type of of, of energy, right? That that type of lifestyle. That's different than fucking whoever in the NFL because a lot of people equate it to NFL or hockey and they pulling out a gun and they hunting deer. It's totally different. I'm sorry. Niggas is using it for other purposes other than saying they're going to kill people. Now, sure, there's still probably a hint of racism in all of this shit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. But at the same time, it's like, as a grown man, you should be aware. You should know better. These niggas are looking at you to to replace LeBron. Yeah, LeBron is out of here in two years. And Curry. They're looking at you as you're the next person. Curry won the chip to say he out. You're the next one. That everyone is going to be like John Morant. John Morant. They were already. They had him set up for it. They was. They was putting him in position to be the face of the NBA for the next five to ten years. Ten years max. And for you to to know that, and and then get the slap on the wrist last time. Yeah. You got the slap on the wrist. They they suspended you. And they you let still it go. came back. They let it go. They let it go. They still was supporting you. Yeah, when he came back, he had a standing ovation. He got a standing ovation. I think that game when he came back, they won, if I'm not mistaken. They won that game when he came back. 
to then do it again. Right. Now 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 you let you letting you letting the Grizzlies know you don't you don't fuck with the organization. You don't really fuck with your coach. You damn sure don't fuck with your fans and you don't fuck with yourself. You don't fuck with yourself. You don't fuck with yourself. I think John Morant is still a little kid playing a grown man sport. Get that nigga off the court. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. I don't like the whole you you went on and you did that interview. That interview was trash, by the way. That that, that interview was dirt. It was bad. You could and you could clearly see that you weren't sincere about anything nah. that you said. Nah, he didn't even he didn't know what to say in the fucking interview. Right. And then you <laughs> just a month or two after the interview, I'ma do better. I checked myself in. Da, 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 da. You back to the same shit. Now, granted, his friend was the one who fucked up. I don't think his friend was expecting him to pull out the gun and he was on live. Cause when, once the gun came out, the the, the live ended. I know So his friend was like Oh look at us in the car Friend probably trying to get clout To be like Look who I'm with I'm yeah, with John Moran I'm with, I'm, I'm with my guy really He's y'all guy now But I know this little nigga When he was kids Right I know this nigga Right And then meanwhile Ja is probably incoherent Maybe he was under the influence I don't fucking know Thank God the car was parked And then he pulls it out Goofy Goofy Alright Ice Spice So Ice Spice did An interview with People's magazine or who does she do it with? Uh, I didn't even I didn't even see the interview. I know that she she's been doing a lot of um, promo now. I know she got to deal with uh I don't know if it's Vogue one of these magazine covers. She, I'm gonna look that up. So she did this interview and essentially she said that um she owns all her masters. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um she owns uh, her creative direction right. Um and she owns something else. Basically just saying like. I have full autonomy over what it is I'm doing music. Right. Which is fire. Now, my question is. Uh-huh. The label owns something. You Maybe. can't tell me that she's just getting money from the label and they just got a 50-50 deal and whatever she makes, she just gives them 50% of it. I, you, you are not convincing me of that. The... So somebody gonna say something So who was she signed to Cause I don't know who she signed to I gotta find this whole thing But I think she She signed to A major But she's also signed to A minor Her Her Her, her lawyer is gonna say something soon Cause the label's The label's about to pressure somebody To say something The label's gonna say uh, Yeah also let them know That we own this And we own this Does she own her name she signed to 10K Projects and she signed to Capital Records. So Capital, Capital Records is okay. the major. Capital Records is the, the parent company. And 10K is the, the minor. That's what I said. I think somebody owns her likeness. Bro, there's no way. This is speculation. This is just my opinion. If she owns all of that, they definitely own that name and likeness. How, uh, I, yeah, because this this is what I've learned when I, I I spoke to you off air about another artist that I spoke to. Artists will make songs, sure. Artists will even make videos, but in terms of ownership, they have no clue. They have no, they have no clue that they got to get the songs registered. A lot of them still don't know what royalties is or what that entails. They've never heard of an ASCAP or BMI. They've never heard of other like publishing institutions. They don't know the difference between copyright and trademark. These are the things these niggas is learning when they quote unquote get signed. But by that time, whoever knows more than you is too late. So it's really not even a numbers game when you get to this level. It's about who knows more to control those numbers. She uh, did this interview, I think, with Complex. She oh, also Complex did magazine. a recent okay. interview with Billboard. Okay. Um. Yeah, absolutely. I think. 
I mean, gotta know this business, dog. It, it, part of the game has always been get the artist that does not know mm-hmm. much of the business mm-hmm. because we can then put them in whatever contract we can give them mm-hmm. $150,000 that they think that is going to get them out <laughs> right, the hood. Right. That's why they get these 17 year olds, uh-huh. these mm-hmm. 18 year olds, these mm-hmm. 19 year olds who probably working at Target or working at H&M mm-hmm. or working, making minimum wage mm-hmm. and $15 an hour. You got a song that has proven that it can get us as the label My bread 300,000. Let's say we we get three hundred. We'll we'll entice you, and that's lowballing it. They really right, right. looking at it like this song can get us ten ten million, and we'll give you a two million dollar. Bro, bro, I read the other day that fucking Young Amaze uh, is five times platinum. Yeah, I believe it. On on, I don't know if it was Billboard. I read it on some blog site, and I was like, Yo, Young Amaze is eating forever, dog. He's eating forever. The label is eating. Oh forever. well, the label. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's getting her cut, but the label yeah, is good. whoever who. Whoever you gotta understand, song, yeah. it takes money to push all these artists. That's true, a lot of money. Like the, all these artists that you've seen break and become mainstream, somebody's putting money behind them. That was money that did that, and and typically you sign to a street nigga. Really, what happens? Because the street money, the fast street money, is how you sustain that, right? If you have a nigga that's doing a nine to five, they can only put up almost only so much money at one time. And that's why, like, that's why, honestly, th- this is not to knock no street niggas that listen to the podcast or street chicks or niggas that's affiliated in that way. But I just be mad confused when y'all do this for the artists. Why do y'all also, or why don't y'all say, hey, listen, you know, not knocking the nine to five niggas, but. Like kind of tailor the, the music to be a little different because it's almost like those niggas that's making the Ice Spice records. Shout out to Maya the Don, by the way. Maya the Don is blowing up. Yo, Uptown doing a lot right now. Shout out to Maya the Don um, and all these artists, um, you know, Connie Diamond, all these artists who's coming up now. Like they've been grinding, been grinding, but now we're starting to see, you know, the, 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 the fruits of their labor. Why is it that some of the songs or some of the records, some of the interviews, it's like you shitting on the niggas that you just was months before? That you like, you was just this person mm, clocking in and point. clocking out, bro. You was just this person that if you had a problem on the job, you had to report to HR. You was just this person that probably missed your bus or you missed that train and you got to work late. You was just this person that was just in that struggle. And you did that one thing during your struggle. You went to the, the studio, you had a photo shoot, you was out with you, and then you get this fame, you get this clout. And now you shit on those. But that's the part of the game that I don't like, but that's the part of the game that's not being taught. A part of the game is called ego. Damn. And what's happening is a lot of, you, I mean, you forgetting where you came from. <laughs> what you was doing to get there. Seems like it's part of the rap mantra. Let me forget where I came from as soon as I get a little success, as soon as I get a little money. Um, now I'm trying to hang around celebrities only <laughs> when it's like, and we got a conversation about, these niggas ain't your friends. Nah, oh nah. These niggas is here for a look because the oh. brand alignment uh-huh. and the and it looking like y'all are in the same space. Right, that bandwidth both good. Y'all. Yeah, that bandwidth is looking good online. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry to do this one, but Michael B. Jordan and you got Jonathan Majors. These two brothers standing side by side looks good. Right. For both brands. Right. Let's do a whole movie together. Damn. But that's true. Do you hear anything from any of the celebrities while this man is going through yo, whatever situation he's going through? Which know, I don't know yo, which you, way it's yo, going. You but you know what's so crazy? I didn't think about that until maybe a few a few days ago. I was like, 
all that Jonathan Majors is going through. I haven't heard Michael B. Jordan put, just even put up a, a post or something like stay strong. Something to let me know that the relationship that you had with our good brother, um, Chadwick Bosman, it's not the same. I mean, I it's, can't it's expect not, to. It's, it's I'm, not the same. I'm not going to judge him for not saying anything because he could, A, either have more information than the public does. He probably do. That makes him feel like I got to stay away from it. Or B, there's just a lot invested in him as well. So to support somebody and then it comes out the other way, right? It comes out that he did do what he's being accused of doing. Then that looks bad and then that affects everybody's deals and everybody's makeup and what all of that. But what I would say is it's a prime example of is this really your friend or not? Because that that seems more like a business situation than it would be what a real friend would do. Because I guess you're, in my opinion, my estimation of friendship, like, I'm going to dig into this shit and find out, yo, bro, what the fuck really happened at night? Like, talk to me. Don't don't let me be in a movie with XAB and something happened to XAB and you don't hear nothing from me. Because that, that's not going to happen. But, but <laughs> what I guess the one difference is whether it's public or private. Okay. Because if I'm... Let's say I'm caught up in some shit and I know I'm caught up in this shit. Right. I might tell you, yo, bro, don't, don't, I don't want you to do nothing that's gonna fuck your shit up. Cause that's friendship too. Okay. Telling that nigga, like, yo, don't, Michael yeah, B. Yeah, don't write nothing, right? Don't go. Just keep posting you know, about, just, you know, you know what just, you're doing. just keep praying for me. Right. Keep, you know what I mean? Keep being arm's length away if I need to call you, you know what I mean? Now, Again, I don't know if any of this shit is true or not. A lot of people are saying that all of the text messages and everything that they're seeing doesn't look good. From my as to what I've seen, it don't look... I, I haven't seen anything that has disproven his account or proven her account. Mm. I've seen... In, in the middle. Yeah, I've seen the you know the, the lawyers put out. She was in the club the same night. The, the young lady was in the club to say that doesn't necessarily mean what happened. Yeah, it didn't happen. Right. But because she could have went to the club after. But it, I, I know that breaking a finger, I'm not thinking about going to the club. Breaking a finger, I'm going, I'm resting and I'm, I'm going to the ER so that they could put the still in. And then I'm going home to think about what the fuck just happened last night. Yeah, I'm not going night. to the club. Breaking a finger and going to the club is a little wacky, bro. That's on white people shit anyway, but yeah. So, like, things like that is like, oh. It's up in the air. We don't know. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. So, uh, the fact that the public just switched on him like that. What we also don't know is if it's true that he's even dating Megan. That's why I, that's why I wrote what I wrote. And I don't even be calling their names like this, but, yo, Neighborhood Talk, there's certain shit y'all been posting, man. Y'all got to really make sure this information is accurate. A lot of people have posted it. Had to come TMZ has posted it. Apparently, they've been caught on camera. Okay. Together. No one's released the footage okay. or the pictures. Okay. But if he is dating Megan Good, that tells me something. That, that tells me. That tells me two things. Yeah, that tells me a lot. It tells me, one, you're not, you are not convincing me that Megan didn't ask him what the fuck happened before they went and on she, this romantic journey. And she's okay with it. And she's a woman. And she understood whatever he told her. She got made it. sense to her. Now, what I will say is, granted, she wasn't there that night, so that right. doesn't exonerate him. Right. But I'm just saying, 
Megan Good's stature, everybody around Megan Good told her, you better find out what the fuck is going I'm on with sure, that nigga, nigga before you go on a date with him. Before you even say yes to a nigga asking you, oh, can you want to sit uh, across the, the dinner table with me? Because the nigga might slap you. you her whole I'm team saying. said, nigga. Everybody probably had the niggas outside waiting if he got stupid. <laughs> now, what I will say is on the flip side, isn't it ironic, XAB? That Megan Good and Mr. Franklin no longer working it out. However, Megan been outside. Megan's in a brand new movie. Megan got actually two more movies coming out, actually. Well, Megan was in a DC movie. I was about to say, Megan, Megan is in a DC movie. So Megan is getting some of that comic book money now. Megan about to get us a whole nother bag. And here we got our brother who had an unfortunate situation with his lady. And now two of them that had two traumatic, they're not the same, but two traumatic situations that happened to them. And they now together. They about to be a strong force if they're together. They're going to be a strong force. Yeah, my I only concern it. is with the Jonathan Major thing, is, thing yeah. is that happened too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did, it did. Two months ago, you with this girl. Maybe y'all wasn't Maybe officially wasn't, yeah, together. Official. Yeah, but still. Y'all was reporting as boyfriend and girlfriend. So to me, that's more, uh, that, that sounds like a more solid foundation than Jonathan Major was out here fucking and he fucked the wrong girl that had whatever break. It sounded like y'all was together. Committed, maybe not because the text messages so that she's supposedly like just too many stories around the shit. You but think, um, you, you think you, you think him and Megan is fucking yet? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know about all that. Right. But um, the second thing that it does tell me, and a lot of people kind of pointed it out, is it's interesting to say the least that he returned back to a black woman. Doesn't necessarily say much in the sense of the nigga can date whoever the fuck he wants to date. But it's interesting to me that right after supposedly having a history of dating white women, you return to a black woman. So my question is, what does this do for black women? Well, a lot of black women are upset about it. Oh, okay. A lot of black women are mad because they're saying once Becky turns on you, now we're a viable option again. So, I don't look at it that way. So I think it, that that's a bit much. So black women, if Megan turns on him, then what? Who, who does he go to? Spanish? After the Spanish woman turns, he goes to he goes to uh, somebody in Russia. Like, no, I think what happens is he gets judged again. Based off of who his next option is If they break up Right Michael B. Jordan also got judged After Miss um, Harvey said she wanted to call it quits And then he started dating some girl I don't even know that girl nationality She damn sure she was, was white. not She, she was wasn't black She definitely was a white girl And he got so like I, I think the problem really is Is that Not all Because they also you know Date out of their race too Some black women Who hold particular not all black men to a particular level plateau esteem they want to feel like before he gets with the girl they have to approve of her first they have to approve in their mind that they actually see that as a good option for him and a quote-unquote good option for the girl if the girl is black if the girl is white, it's not until they they fucks up. Then they, they then they want to have a comment about it. Like, oh, okay, see what happens when you do it with Becky. I think there's a there's several things happening at one time. I think one, 
we all like to see ourselves in a way that makes us an option to somebody, even if that person may be quote unquote out of our leagues in the sense of, we know we may never meet just talking from a nigga perspective. We may never meet Megan good right. and be able to spit game hard enough to have her go on a date with us. Right. But we want to know that we're at least an option to Megan good. If this miracle situation happens, the moment people start to feel like they're not an option is when they have an issue with it. And Jonathan Majors has never said, which is why I always find this this conversation interesting. He has never said that black women are not an option for him. However, a lot of women see the dating patterns and then make assumptions regarding the dating patterns. So like with Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan has gone back and forth. Before, I think Lori Harvey was a white woman. Then he dated Lori and then he dated a white woman right after. And so women are saying there's a pattern there of what he is, quote unquote, more interested in. Which brings me to the next point of it always seems to be on a Dr. Umar timing where it's like black men should be held to the standard of only dating black women. And I'm not mad at it. What I am mad at is. People don't hold themselves to the same standard. Exactly. The moment a white woman, I mean, the moment a black woman dates a white man, the celebration go crazy. It go mad fucking crazy, bro. It's like Juneteenth don't exist. Nigga, it go Disney. (laughs) It goes Disney. It goes Magic Kingdom. It goes wild. And and then there's always the conversation of, well, ladies, the problem is you keep you only dating black men. You need to expand your horizon and you need to date outside your race. Trust me, you're going to have a better dating experience. And that's just simply not true. This is it, it's not true. It, it It's some foolishness that people have come up with. The problem is dating experience. If a black woman is dating a white man, dating experience is going to really be is going to come down to one thing only money. What happened to the original plot of the movie? Right. It's going to it's going to come down to that. I feel like with black men, quote unquote, dating a white woman, I don't necessarily think a white woman like if they had a if they had a, a bar graph of what weighed more on the list from like one to three. I think money might be the last thing. I'm a I'm going to say something and I mean, we, we about to fuck up all these narratives. First of all, experience my ass. Come on. This idea that other races um, don't have financial conversations is the most ridiculous. It's perception. Fucking conversation out there. I might have said this on the podcast. I might not have. I have a favorite spot, a Japanese spot that whenever I go to my central office, um, I go there and eat. The husband is the chef. And the wife is the server. They oh, own, they own the business. Now, how many? Oh wow! And I'm not trying to make this racy because obviously people in different diasporas have different jobs. I'm not saying that this is solely the case. But how many Chinese shops have you been to where there's a man either at the counter or cooking, and the woman is the server or she's the cashier? There are probably you can't. 
name them all. How many times you might have seen that in your life? The lady that does my dry cleaning at my house, the Korean, the husband does the clothes and she handles the money. And now the kids are handling the clothes and the money. And what does that represent? 30 years, dog. They're both fucking working. (laughs) This idea that all these other countries and all these other ethnicities and all these races, the women is just sitting at home getting, getting checks. Then doing whatever the fuck they want, going and buying Louis bags and going on vacation whenever they want and not having to do anything but tend to a house or sit there and look cute. Where y'all niggas getting this shit from? (laughs) Where? Nigga, nigga whole chest tinted up. (laughs) Where y'all getting this shit from? (laughs) My titty. This ain't real. These niggas, yo, go into any, you go into the Mexican shop. Yo. Down the block. A car wash There's a nigga in the back That's probably the husband That's that's handling shit Right And the woman is, is giving you the service Literally And they're both giving you a service Right By the way Right <laughs> Now you might see the flip of it sometime. yeah, sometimes If you go into a nail salon The wife typically owns it mm-hmm. My mom was telling me a story about How there's a nail salon that she goes to And the wife owns it And guess what the the husband does. He done the nails and the feet. No, that nigga's on unemployment. <laughs> Collecting a check. That nigga don't even got a job. She's holding the shit down. So all this shit. <laughs> my bad. About. Wow. This is only the, the, the 50-50 conversation is only or the financial or the provision wow. conversation is only happening in households with black people and black men. Nigga say he's a myth buster today. <laughs> yeah, y'all niggas got to stop. Nigga get tight. You know what that is? That's self-hate. That's y'all looking at y'all skin color and deciding, oh, you know what? We are not even going to take into account all of the shit that we know about our own history because we want to make a justification why I want to suck Tom's dick. Omar Johnson would be proud of this conversation. <laughs> you know, I don't even fuck with that nigga, but I don't not fuck with him either. Yeah, you know I mean, we we yeah, you know, we got a neutral plane, but I appreciate it. That looks suspicious. Is that not suspicious? He, he's, he's saying that somewhere, right? You don't find that suspicious. You don't find that suspicious. You don't find that suspicious. Sucking John Dick go crazy. Tom, John. Whoever the fuck it is. Stanley. <laughs> JP and Morgan. Because that's whose dick you really want to suck. JP and Morgan. Wells Fargo. Chase. Like, we got to stop. Silicon Valley. Here's the thing. Silicon Dick Valley. And, and this ain't even supposed to be this part of the damn conversation, but... If you are not dating niggas that you actually like, because when you actually like somebody, mm-hmm. whether they up or whether they down, you like them and you want to date them. You're going to adapt to that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So if they are financially figuring shit out, mm-hmm. if you fuck with them, you're going to help them financially figure it out. Not to say that you are going to allow somebody to mooch off of you. Not to say that you're going to let somebody use you. But to say, oh, okay, you here? Why well, really fuck with the character, the person, the individual that you're showing me to be? So let's see if we can together work to get you to there. <laughs> right. Nobody want to put the work in, though. 
Kevin Hart said this best, but everybody, he said it about fame. Everybody want to be famous, so nobody want to put the work in. Everybody <laughs> want this magic relationship, but mm-hmm. nobody want to put the fucking work in. Mm. We're going to get to that a little bit later. That's love. Um, I'm just getting some wild text messages right now. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. She giving you the pussy? Nah, it ain't even. Uh, I'm going to tell you off, uh, off, off camera. I heard you. Damn. Um, Patreon, heard you. Regine Carter. This one right here, boy. <laughs> Yo, I was real. I was watching this like, you know. So first of all, I think. <laughs> first of all, so first of all, when a nigga got to stop right, himself. So right. first of all, so first of all, uh, Miss Regine Carter don't want to get fucked up by nobody, blood or Lil Wayne. So, how are you doing? I hope you are having an amazing day. Um, I don't think you're like this. I, I, you, to me, you come off a bit more classy. Um, so this was a little tactless for my um, palate. Uh, and in terms of the, the the guy, listen, man, I think that the problem is they both realized that however the news got out, quote unquote, that they broke up, they fully wasn't ready for the for the social media aspect of it personally. So they both, you know, what I mean, to a degree is just acting immature about it. I have to look up her age before before I go in because because uh, okay so Regine is 24 years old she's grown she's a grown adult yeah I was going to give her grace if she was 23 and under nah. I know 24 is right there but 24 is too close to 25 24 is definitely close um, to 25 oh, I'm still giving her grace in the aspect of I don't know what the fuck your goofy boyfriend was doing yeah I don't know either so for those we, we forgot to let the listeners know for those who who are unaware Regine Carter was robbed a couple of weeks ago. Somebody went to her house right. and robbed her house. Right. Ramshack that bitch. Um, apparently, afterwards, the ex-boyfriend made a YouTube video about it. I don't know why he did that dumb shit. But didn't reach out to her to find out if she was okay. It's an idiot. So somewhere along the lines there, they broke up. And I guess she went to the internet about it. That, and that's when me and her are not on the same page. Should've but before been. that, I got to kill this nigga. I'm sorry. Why would you go? What? Like, I'm the immature shit, I'm throwing that shit out the window. Because why? What would make you say, yo, I ain't even check on my girl yet. But you know what I'm finna to do? I'm about to make this YouTube video, though. Right. That don't make no sense, bro. That shit don't make no sense. So if... If she says that you a clout chaser for that, yeah, you a clout chaser. You a clout chaser for that. I'm sorry, you said. You idiot. <laughs> like, that don't make no sense. Like nope. that don't make any sense. Nah. To wake yo, imagine your girl call you, bro, and says my house just got ransacked, and I'm going to YouTube. And the first with YouTube, you gotta set up the camera. Mm-hmm. That's about two minutes. You gotta get make sure that your your memory cards and all that is set right. That's about five ten minutes. You gotta sit in front of the camera. Uh huh. That that's about a thirty thirty seconds because now you got the visual. You know. You gotta speak to whatever whoever you speaking to. We're talking about half an hour drive. And then you gotta upload the shit. Uploading could take anywhere between two to five, depending on how long the video is. It could take an hour actually. You have plenty of time. To say, uh, I probably should check on my girl before I put this I shit out. I probably should drive to where she's at right, right now. Right. And check on her mental and see what could be salvaged. My girl didn't say I got into an argument. My girl didn't say I couldn't pay a bill. 
My girl said I came home and my shit, and my was, shit was ransacked. It was dug out. Niggas took everything. So niggas know where I live. Not only do niggas know where I live. They know who I am. Clearly. Because they didn't just go to no random house. They know she lived there. They know that Reginate Carter is there and that this is going to be a lick. Um, not only is it going to be a lick, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to put no thoughts in Lil Wayne's head, but... I don't know. It's going to be a lick back for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be a lick back. And the blood niggas is ready. It's definitely a lick back. Them niggas is They getting... fucked up. Whoever did that, uh, whoever did, I... you might have won the battle. Uh, You're going to lose the war. Yeah, the war, the war is coming, my nigga. She not even calling it. Them niggas is called. Nah, big. she can't even stop it if she wanted to. The baby right now is like, what that little girl need, uh, Wayne? <laughs> what that little girl need, partner? That's what's happening Drake is gonna put out A diss record When it's all over so. Yeah You you know it's bad I just hope that The boyfriend isn't involved the, Yo If that nigga is involved That's been floating around It's been a rumor He's gonna be dissolved <laughs> He gonna be a math problem <laughs> That nigga gonna be the question <laughs> He's gonna be at the end Of the earth equator Alright so before we go Any further into the show We have some announcements To make um, this is episode 199, so we gotta definitely do some good shots for that. <laughs> episode 199, next week will be episode 200, which is a fucking milestone. Congratulations, brother, for us making it this far. <sighs> Seven years of work. We of, only getting better. A lot of trials and tribulations, but y'all can't keep two black men down, that's all. I think the show has only been getting better as we've been growing, as we've been maturing. I think the content has matured. I look back at some of the older episodes and I'm like, yo, this was hilarious and this was fun. But we run circles around those niggas that, that did it, you know, in 2016, damn, 17 when damn. we started. Yikes. Um, and only because we found ways to articulate points better. We know when the... Humor is is necessary, the the timing, um, and all of those things. And I just think that we've grown through life. And what's amazing about this, and I guess we save the speeches for next next week, but um what's amazing about this is we can go back to these and really kind of these are like time capsules of who we were right every fucking week. We can Look at our growth. Look at what was going on in our lives. We can kind of give this to our children and be like, you know, if you ever wanted to know what your fathers were like mm-hmm. in their 20s and 30s. Right. You know what I mean? Here you go. Um, with that being said, for the 200th episode, we will start the motherfucking Patreon. Facts. So... We've been alluding to the Patreon. We've been talking about it. Um, we are going to record the first episode of the Patreon today. As we've mentioned, the Patreon episodes and signing up to the Patreon will give you exclusive content. It will give you merch. It'll give you access to our live shows. You'll be the first ones to get the the tickets for the mm-hmm. VIPs and all, all of that good shit. Um, and... A little piece of what you will get. Um, again, we'll we'll put out a little snippet of what you would get, but it is going to be deeper conversations. It's going to be more focused on who we are. We're also looking at 
potentially doing things like where we recap. I want to, I do not want to promise things that we don't do. I'm saying we're looking into doing, um, doing recaps of like our favorite artists and doing one-on-one sessions or, or sessions where it might just be distinguished or it might just be me talking about particular uh, content areas um, or things that are out. So yeah, that's starting up. So look forward to the 200th episode and you will be able to sign up for our Patreon that same Monday. So um, yeah, we, we move. What else is moving is these knee BBLs, bro, and this plastic surgery. Yo. Men are, are starting to be a lot more inclined right, to plastic to, surgery. Starting to let us know how much they hate themselves. You know, all right, cool. All right, cool. You want to you wanna get taller? Because this is my thing, right? Bro, I don't believe no man that says he just got... His knees replaced or he got the knee growth enhancement or he, you know, cut his foot off at the stem so that in three years, you know, he could grow a couple inches or I'm getting a bigger dick. All of that is tied to because I was picked on in school. I have uh, I, I, I have issues with just learning to, you know, fully accept myself. I did this. Nigga, you did this for the girls that you potentially want or the girls, you know, you could get if you just had a little more added to you. Some of that is there, bro. Now, I feel like, you know, I'm not a woman, but I just feel like with women, it's different. I feel like if a chick is getting her ass done, I'm not here for quote unquote, I'm not an advocate for chicks getting, I I like natural booties, but hey, if you want to get your ass done, get your ass done. We still going to know if it's fake or not. But more of the story is I don't think chicks is going out there saying, I'm going to Dr. Miami or I'm going to this person in DR because I need a particular man. They know they're going to get the men that they can't even get with that body. They know that. That man that's probably not even checking for them. These niggas is moving like bitches. That, that's it. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to say that. Now yeah. I have a reason to say it. No, that's um, it, bro. Bro, I, I would I would have never thought in a million years. The 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 last nigga that you said that that, um, that had got the, the knee joint, he was talking to the cat. I was like, I don't believe nothing this nigga saying. I so, don't believe it. So this is what I what I'll say. Um it's cat. There's two things that could potentially be happening. One being the social stratosphere has changed so much because this has been something. The pressure on women to look a certain type of way has been way more than the pressure on men. Hell yeah. For centuries, which I think is why we give grace to a woman who is like, yo, I got to go change this about my body. Or I want to add boobs or I want to add ass. I'm not an advocate of it myself. I prefer natural. Um, that's me personally, but I'm damn sure not mad at anybody. Yeah, because if you look good, it. you look good. But it's fake. But it looked good. But it's fake. But it's also like 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 I just said it. it I know the pressure that might have made you make that decision. Right. I know that you could potentially get better jobs, which is 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 which crazy, and, crazy and disgusting. You literally, you sold yourself for real. But you could get better jobs. You could get better pay. By looking a certain type you of way, pay. you can you can get more attention. Pretty privilege is a thing. You can pretty privilege goes crazy. Pretty you can get into spaces that maybe you couldn't have if you did this job or that job to your body. I understand it, so I have a lot more grace. I think over 
all society is disgusting that we even have it so that people have to make those decisions for themselves because of how we are designed as a as a culture um but i'm not mad at it now as a man i'm not saying that those things don't still apply because i do think they do but at a very minuscule level we've seen the bald fat man be everybody's supervisor we (laughs) (laughs) i just thought about my old one (laughs) we we've seen the short guy that everybody wants to say has a napoleon complex run the whole shit that nigga is my front desk manager right now (laughs) Or have as many chicks as Prince. Nah, he don't get no bitches like that. <laughs> he don't get no bitches like that. So what's either happening is men are starting to adopt a mentality of fuck it. Or the social stratosphere has changed where it, men are starting to feel the same pressures that women have felt over these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Men are starting to feel like they have to do these things to get the respect, to get the job, to get the notoriety. I don't see it. I don't see society doing it except for when we're talking about height. Men do get treated way differently based off of their height. Yeah, but it's the same conversation I had about dicks. Bro, if you were born with a two-inch or three-inch... You can't just tell me or tell the world on a on a on a, on a social media platform. I got this because I wanted a bigger dick because a smaller dick was hurting my self esteem. Nigga, you got you also got the bigger dick because of certain bitches that you never could fuck with the with the two three inch. You fully didn't accept the dick that you were born with. Let let let, let let's just cut all the extra shit out, dog. Let's, please. I mean, if you're saying you mad at them not being transparent about why they really got their dick, yeah. cool. But I, I, I can understand why a nigga with a two-inch dick might have some I, self-esteem I mean, issues. I mean, I mean... I get it. Yes, I get it. I understand it. But for the only reason to be... Because I'm, uh, you know, I was insecure about the size. That's one of the reasons why. No, the main reason why, my nigga, is because certain shorties you was not able to book, or certain, or maybe the first girl that you that really liked when you pulled your pants up, she was like, "Where's the rest of it?" Maybe that hurts your self esteem, or maybe she was like, "All right, cool. So will it grow inside of me if you put the small one in?" Like she didn't fully understand. That's all you got. That's all God was willing to give you at the time. Maybe something happened in your past life. Maybe your daddy was a hoe. He's like, I'm going to treat your son fucked up because you were treating with him. <laughs> something happened. And God was like, fuck you and fucking small too. I'm like, here you go. Boom. Right there. there. Should have gave you a vagina. I gave you a small thing. Boom. So my thing is. I don't know. Right. I men, don't know. Men, men now wanting to get taller. Nigga, you doing it for the bitches. Nothing else. Stop it. You're not you're not doing it because you're trying to get on the ball team. You're not doing it because you oh, feel like. Oh, I was, mean that is a fact. I haven't seen. Come on, I haven't seen not one person say they was trying to do it for some something else. You're doing it because don't for girls stop. The women that like you said in the, in this instance with with the abs and with oh, yo, with the with the legs, yeah, I agree. Cutting off the foot the, and shit. Wow, the dick is a little is a little harder because I can understand the way society. Of course, the dick is harder. It's bigger too. Okay. The way society okay. like puts an emphasis on, and I can only imagine that that moment and how uncomfortable that could possibly be, where you are about to get it popping with somebody, 
and you pull your pants down and they're like, I can't do this and walk out on you. Like, I, that could cause some emotional damage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can see. <laughs> emotional. <laughs> I can see. I can see something. Because if a shorty goes, if a, if a shorty goes, what happened? <laughs> To the original plot of the <laughs> <laughs> I'll be upset too. It's funny, like, where's the rest of it, dog? Oh, Lord. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> no. Sensation. God. So, like, I could understand that. But when you go and you, like, nah, I'm going to go take two years off my life. Get my legs broke, clean through. Be uh, uh, sit in a wheelchair, learn how to be a wheelchair person. Get on the plane, <laughs> have them crank my shit a couple inches, have a gap there, and let the bone marrow grow back. First of all, all that shit sound disgusting. That shit sound painful as fuck. For two years, I hope you got a remote job that pays well. To add five inches to my, I would I would add five inches to my dick before I add five inches to my right. to my height. <laughs> that's, that's the only shit I, I agree with. That. And I'm not the tallest nigga in the room. <laughs> right, <laughs> nigga, we stand up. Niggas is looking over. Yeah, like I, yo, you see XAB, nigga, look down. Yeah, I'm look here. Down, All nigga. Right, we ain't that short. Chill <laughs> out. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, I ain't the tallest nigga in the room. I'm probably I'm not. No, the, the niggas that's doing this five five and under. I'm not that. Even though niggas be trying to put us in that category, and it's like nigga, I've I've wait, I've I've taken my height. I I ain't five five. Stop, cut it out. Listen, but even I, if I was though, I don't need to be tall. She was six five. She was six four. I did that. What what else are we talking about? Right. What 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 else are we talking about? We talking guy? about the riz, what my are we nigga. Talking about we my talking nigga? about the riz, and y'all niggas don't got the riz. That's it. Y'all niggas Playboy, don't got the riz, boo, man. Boo, Ray Ray, Shanik, you know what? I had about. tall chicks tell me. Come on, talk to me. Yo, I'm kind of intimidated to talk to you because I know, like, you know, I'm a little bit taller, and I don't even know if you into that type of thing. Wow. They they wanted to make sure they were okay with your affirmation. With your um, comfortability with them, not them with you, but you with them. That's respect. That's respect. That's respect. Y'all niggas got to have respect for yourselves so y'all can get it back. Ooh. So now, in a few years, probably by the end of this year, this is what I want to hear. I want to hear. I'm serious now. I, we, we need to figure out a way, bro, to follow the most interesting story of a procedure going, whether it was on a man's dick, whether it was on his abs, whether it was on, um, you know, him being taller, whatever it is. I want to follow this man's story and see if his life improved, see if his quality of life improved, see if the quality of because if it didn't improve, it goes to show it was never about the surgery. It was always about you. I mean, to get to I'm that. Go on, son. Fuck, man. I'm tired the, of this shit. His life will improve, but superficially. Oh, oh, <gasps> oh, that just hurt a nigga. Oh. Right? Like, you might start getting, you might start attracting the type of women that you've always wanted to attract. Okay. Oh, okay. But that doesn't mean you will attract the women that internally fit the woman that you want. Oh, my God. Maybe it opens your pool more. And so, you know, after dating and dating and dating, you will come across the combination of, of traits and characteristics that you want. Oh, but Lord. simply 
getting taller or simply adding abs in itself is not going to attract whatever it is that you want that that and it's also not going to heal whatever self-esteem it may if if every day you wake up and you say i'm five five i hate myself being six feet might make you be like i don't hate myself anymore but as you mentioned i personally feel like niggas and we see it with plastic surgery with women off the time you fix one thing and now you find something else wrong with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You start to do a whole Michael Jackson on your body. Yeah, you start to just start looking. So now it, it's okay. I'm six feet, but I'm not. I'm not thick enough. So now I gotta find ways. But you know, ain't no way to implant muscle now. You know, I may be able to suck out fat and right. implant muscle is a whole different ball game. Can't implant muscle. You're gonna have to go to work. You know what I mean? But I, me personally, I've always been on the side of. I'd rather do the work to accept who I am in the in the instances where that's possible. I'm not talking about burn victims. I'm not talking about deformities. I'm yeah, not talking about nothing like that. I'm talking totally about different, right. natural. Listen, you 5'7", that, that's the max your height is. You over here 5'9", you, you 6 feet. Whatever is naturally occurring in a person's body. Like, and you may not like that aspect about yourself. I'm all for the teaching you to accept those things, especially when you're talking about kids. Like growing up, it was always taught you have to accept yourself. No, man. Accepting yourself is going to cause you to avoid a world of hurt, of trying to chase after something that you weren't born to be or something that you're not. And we aren't, it doesn't seem like as a society we are teaching that anymore. No. And boys especially were focused on that lesson. Like men were telling men, yo, you need, if you feel like you're too skinny, work out. If, yeah, you, if you feel like, if you, if, if you feel like they're picking on you, all right, cool, let's, let's take some self-defense call. My dad put me in karate school. If I didn't you, stay there long, but I was in there. If you feel like you're not getting the girls you want, then you need to start looking in a different pool. Like, it, it never was a, all right, let me give you the easy way out. And it feels like that's where we're going. For some people, can't. It's, this is a distinction between people who have to do it for whatever reason, whether it is that they're predisposed to be a certain type of way or not. But this is just kind of like, oh, you want this particular type of lifestyle? All right, on. let me sell you this dream of plastic surgery and, and telling you that that's how you get it. And, like, to your point, you might wake up and realize you ain't that ain't what you really wanted. I have, I have no comment on it. This is this is always going to be my stance. Uh, good luck to the men who are doing it, um, and hopefully you find the happiness that you desire. Um, hopefully the doctors know what they're doing in the room when they touch your body, because some shit is irreversible. There's people who have died under that knife. So hopefully all surgeries go well. That's all I got. So there was a clip going around from Earn Your Leisure, and they were talking about um, your partner is one of your biggest financial decisions. Oh, yeah. What age did you start to think about your partner from that lens? Uh, from the first girl that I was with who get, who helped me get my first credit card. This was back in, like, uh, 2015. And... It was the way she spoke to me, basically, 
telling me literally telling me what to say to the bank teller and everything she told me to say to the bank teller I literally had my card in like 10 minutes in my hand I had a secure card from Capital One um I had to put down 100 and then three months when I made all my payments on time, they, it went from 100 to 200. And then six months after that, it went from 200 to 500. She so was, what about that experience made you feel, made you think about, oh, shit, as a partner, like if this doesn't work out, moving forward, this person is either going to be an asset, financial asset or financial liability. Because she, she had already had her own money. So it wasn't like she was, quote unquote, waiting for me to, you know, wine and dine her and shit like that. Every once in a while I did. But she wanted to make sure I was good with money mm. because I think she realized and she already knew I didn't have a credit card and she wanted to see how and what I would do. You know, if it wasn't for her that particular year, I remember like it was yesterday, that particular year, my credit score was like 725. Mm. And it was because, you know, of that little gem that she gave me and from then on, I want to say I was learning, you know, as I was turning 25 that year in 2015, you know, she, she was a, she was a good steward over her money. She wanted me to be a good steward over my money. And even though, you know, that was years ago, we're not together. What I now know is if you can be a steward over your own money, then when certain bills need to be paid or when certain emergencies happen, you won't be feeling pain. You won't be feeling like, oh, my God. But if you don't have certain things in place, you're going to be like, damn, son, I shed $400. Yeah, because you don't have $4,000. Mm. Damn, son, that fucking bill is $50. Yeah, because you don't have $100. You don't have 50 twice. What you don't have is going to hurt you when it's time for you to pay a bill. What you don't have is going to hurt you when it's time to, you know, make a make a move on some emergency shit. So it's, you know, it's, it's always better to prepare yourself. And everything is not about money. It's just about how you're um, saving your money. You know, Lil Wayne got a lyric on one of his songs. You know, his father told him it's not about what you spend. It's about what you save. And that's and that's some of the realest game ever. That's some of the realest shit ever, honestly. Because when you're in a tight situation and only you could help you out, nigga, if you're in a hole, nigga, you're in the hole. And so you start digging. Yeah, um, I would say late 20s is kind of when I started to change my mindset on, yo, my partner has to fit a financial lifestyle that I'm comfortable with. Does it matter? I think I asked this a while ago. Does it matter if they make more, less? Nah, I mean, for me, it's a... It's, it's all about a conversation. It doesn't matter to me if they make more, if it doesn't matter to them that it make, they make more. Oh, okay. Right, and with that, I'm breaking that down to mean is if that's not going to show up in our relationship, the fact that you're Making, potentially okay. earning more money than me, um, and if it's not going to be one of those things where every experience you want to do is so much of a financial burden to me because you're making so much more, that is going to cause issues in the relationship. You want to fly first class every, everywhere. And I'm like, I could fly with you, but I'm going to do that economy on I'm this one. That economy, but I'm in C-32D. Yeah. I'm, Thank you. I'm, I'm chilling on this one, and, and you get an attitude about it. Oh, they gave um, you a curtain? I only got the window shields. That's what like, I got. Yeah, like you, those type of things, then, then it, that's the only time I feel like it would actually come up to be an issue or not. But personally, I don't care. 
um, because the type of women in the industry that we're in might come across somebody who's, you know what I mean? They making a little bank. You know what I mean? So I mean, as they should. Right. Um, but I started to look at it. I, I, had, I was dating this girl, and I just realized, like, every time we were doing something, every experience had to be the maximum experience. And that wasn't the life she was living outside of dating. So she was living there because of your, your dollars? Essentially. Okay, essentially. Right. Essentially. I mean, I don't think she... In, I mean, I, I'm not in her head, so I can't tell what she intentionally was doing versus she wasn't. But it definitely was a disconnect between I know what you're doing a regular and what you are requiring um, from me in terms of what you, quote unquote, need for us to to go on dates. Was, so, it, was it reciprocated? No, no. Okay. That was that was the main thing that started to make me evaluate that situation in the first place was I didn't feel like things were being reciprocated in any way, shape or form. It wasn't just that I needed something financially back. Of course, that's not what I was looking at, but overall the the reciprocation of the relationship did not seem to be happening Mm. in that way. And so I started to look at my own practices and I'm like, yo, it's been a while since you had a partner that, could even financially reciprocate damn so if that was you know one of the things that you needed or wanted um and it made me start to think about all right so when you think about relationship when you think about marriage do you think about your partner feeling like a liability or do you think about your partner feeling like an asset and then i even translated that into just the energy of relationships and that's when i started to say that a lot more often Mm -hmm. friendships um partnerships whatever not just financially but is this person a liability to your life every time y'all go to the club they want to fight so you potentially are in danger every time you hang out with this individual or financially on the financial end every time y'all go to dinner What's reasonable to you is, oh, we could spend 300 on this dinner. But what's reasonable or expected from them is, oh, we need to spend 700 every time we go to dinner. Who I the fuck are you going to dinner with? Because it ain't me. I ain't got a G. <laughs> it ain't me. So that's when I started to be like, okay. What type of dinner y'all having? When I go on dates, I'm observant, not in the sense of like, yo, she better not ask for the lobster. But why are you asking for the lobster? What, what's the reason you asking she, for the lobster? She miss she miss red lobster. Are you asking for the lobster because that's really what you into, and or you a seafood head, and that's the only thing on the menu that really look good to you, or whatever? I'm cool with that. I don't I'll have just, an issue. I just hate on expensive dates if you don't finish the food. That oh I nah, the, the the two bite shit, when and then you, I'm full. Yo, I really be looking across the table like, motherfucker, if you don't fucking put that shit in your fucking esophagus right now. Yeah, nah, nah, I ain't, I ain't with that. Because to me, I'm like, that automatically it, feels like... It's full look. Yeah, it's like you didn't get this shit because you really was hungry for it. You, don't you got this, this shit because you was either testing my pockets, which I don't like, <laughs> or you was trying to, like you said, a look. You was trying to look a certain type of, you want to put something on Instagram. Look, somebody's taking me to a lobster dinner. Yes, bitch. And on the other side of that camera, that nigga's tight. <laughs> nigga right. looking at you crazy because you ain't eating it at all. You right. just putting it on Instagram. That's it. You got it for Instagram or you got it for your stomach? Which one? Yo. 
It's sad. Um, but this also goes into a conversation about this meme that was going around where dude and something like this actually happened to me before, which oh. is hilarious. Okay. Dude was talking to a girl and he was like, yo, I want to take you out for the day. And she was like, well, I work. So in order for you to take me out, um, you're going to have to pay for the day. And he was like, all right, cool. How much, how much do you make in a day? And she said, 1500. Women are the biggest scammers in the world. What did she do? They didn't say, but the only jobs where women you can make 1500 in one day is you could, you could be a stripper. Strippers, bottle girls. But that's not every day. Realtors. Realtors, yeah. That's true. That's not every day. That's true. You're not making that every day, though. As a stripper, you're not making that every day. You might make that on the weekend. Every day, though. We talking Monday through Friday, bitch. You're not making 1500 a day. You may not even make that on average, though. You're not making 1500 on average. You're cut. Some of that got to go to the house. 1500 on average would make them a 400000 there. That's 1% of... (laughs) The United States Thank strippers you. ain't four hundred thousand. Is I'm sorry, they 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 not make they not they not making that on average. So some of them might be, you but know, you gotta be in the top 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 clubs. You, you know who's probably making close to that a day, depending on what barbershop you go to. Barbers is probably making close close to a G a day. I don't even. You gotta have some super clientele. Yeah, clientele is is, is, is it's, paying between fifty to one hundred dollars a cut. Some yeah. barbershops in Brooklyn they do charge like sixty five dollars, but they gotta pay the chair. <laughs> they like gotta, they, yeah, they gotta. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. So that that yes, you could potentially, but it all depends. It all depends, and but a lot of that money don't stay in their pocket. I was about to say, realistically, I need to know what that girl do for a living. Yeah, I've had um, I've what? had women who I was dating who were in the service industry. Where it was kind of like they got paid for the day. So if they missed the day, it would put them behind in bills. And this is why it's super important to date people who are up to date with bills. Right. In a position where they're they're not looking for a partner for survival, but they're looking for a partner because they actually want to date and find someone based off a companionship. But I have a question for you, though. We're giving women all this grace and shit with certain things. You you giving a woman grace for that? A woman that you want to take out? You giving her grace? Be like, you know what? It's fine. I, I will pay for your day. How much do you make? And then you give that to her? Does that make you feel like the date is going to be better or worse? Like, I'm just trying to figure out the logistics in that. That would make me feel like I'm getting had up front. Like, this is about money right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, First it's I not, pay my tab and then I, I get to know you. It's not a um it's not a good feeling. I, like if a woman so leads weird. with if a woman leads with that, that's already you down bad. You're already down bad. She don't like you like that. Like that. That's the only because the alternative would be, hey, I'm working this day, but this is my day off. No, the alternative is this is my day off, or hey, after work is fine. That too, like regular fucking people do. What the fuck? Yo. Hey, if now granted, it depends on what what type of date is being offered, right? Like if you're saying, hey, I'm off. It's a Tuesday. And I want to take you out on a Tuesday, and it's like, and during the daytime, and it's like, yo, I'm working, um, and I, if I miss a day, like I'm gonna miss this amount. Of, I don't have benefits, I don't have whatever, and it's offered, like, okay, well, I'll pay for your day. That to me, I, I don't have no problem with that. Or like she said, like 
maybe she off if she offers it it still feels a little weird but i i will actively think about how i feel in that moment is this like a legit ask or is she trying to get over because i am asking you knowing that you have work knowing that like you're gonna miss out on whatever cool if that's me presenting the date in in that type of fashion right but if i'm like yo because this is what i've been through like yo i want to take you out when are you available i'm never available but on this day um i work here and i could potentially tell them that i don't want to work but i'm going to miss out on the day's pay and you know i i need that at this moment so could you pay for that or they get an attitude by just bringing out i'm going to be missing out on the day's pay you know so if you can supplement it or whatever the case is cool now at that point in time it's already at a point where it's like i feel like i'm getting had you know i feel it don't feel like we actually about to date because we like each other and we want to figure out if this could go somewhere thank you so much because me personally this is the nigga in me if i'm paying you i'm fucking it don't got to be the first day i'm fucking it feels like a transaction at that point so what it's am i getting out of the day what, what am i getting out of it what besides ex- trying to get to know because i'm not only trying to get to know you at, I, this, point. at this point i feel like i'm paying for something i just paid for it i want it where is it now i don't make the equation that it has to be pussy but it don't gotta be pussy but pussy would be nice if i'm paying for it don't don't tell me that you make $1,500 a day now, and I pay you $1,500. i am deserving pussy, and then the next day I'm deserving pussy. $1,500 is a scam. $1,500. She's trying to get a Gucci bag off of you. Come on. Ain't, and I'm not, I'm not paying you to then pay for a date. That makes no sense. I just, so I'm paying you. I'm paying you to date me? Bitch, you got me fucked up. And that's where self-esteem comes in. You, I'm paying you to, to date, date me. It's crazy, and and the I'm cra- the one offering the date. The crazy part is, no woman, not many women. I won't say no, not many women would have the audacity to ask that of a nigga that they actually fuck with because they know that a nigga would be turned off from some shit like that. I don't care how rich the nigga is. If you have any type of morality and truth. self-esteem, a chick telling you that you basically have to pay to take them on a date sounds insane. It it's it's not good energy. It's not starting off on the right the right foot. Now, if there is an instance where that's how you flirt, that's how y'all flirting. It was like, well, da 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 da. Again, I still feel you like you down bad, but if you like that, I love it. You feel me? Like, <laughs> if that's what you want, I'm I'm I, I don't got no fucking. I have no comment for that. But overall, yeah, you down horrendous if that's how we starting. Cause yeah. it they don't feel like we starting from a space of, yo, I really want to get to know you. It's, right. it's starting from a space of let me see how much, let me see how much money, you know. Yeah, I mean? let me then see I how can... how willing he is to to shell out some bread for me, and then that just starts a pattern of it. Now every time you got a bill due or you got something that's coming up, you're gonna test and see if you know. What I mean, let me see if X is gonna give me some bread. Let me see if D gonna give me some bread. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool off that, my guy. Before we go, I got to give a shout out to Jess Hilarious, man. Um, she's been... She's been holding it down on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. I know they've been doing the rotating hosting. This is the real Breakfast Club. They they need Jess Hilarious to just be solidified at this, this point. This is the real Breakfast Club. Yeah. And she's going to help them niggas retire. And then she's going to bring on two other people. And hopefully that's the boys. 
Hopefully that's the boys. I could see I could see that being a good situation. It could be. It it, it should be. It would be. <laughs> let's send let's send in those mails now. Let's 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 send those uh, mails now. But yeah, she's been doing a hell of a job. She has been. Cause she's real as fuck. Yeah, she's real. I don't even you know. Sometimes when she talk, I forget she's a comedian. And her voice is 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 nice on the on the yeah, mic. Her, huh? her voice is nice. Hey, her voice is nice on the mic. Cracks. Um. Yeah, you got a tough knot, Broski. Listen, there comes a time in your life where you have to accept everything has a due date, and that is why teachers give you. Final assignments. Damn, this nigga thought that one up. You you wrote that last night? Nah, I thought I thought part of it last night. I did. It's a good one. Yeah, good one. Um, self worth. Dad would say your self worth is is everything. Um, it's priceless. The moment you start to lose it is the moment you start to devalue yourself in all facets. So you, what you will notice and what you will realize is that your devalued self will start to attract devalued things. And then the older version of you that knew what your self-worth was is going to feel away. That is that little sensation that you get in the back of your mind when someone acts a request of you that feels like disrespect. When your job treats you as if you're disposable. When a family member is playing in your face. And when a partner is asking you to pay before y'all even get on a date. Another episode of that has a bow ties. Peace.